This program was brought to you by Eat on North. Eat on North is a casual restaurant where honest, uncomplicated food is served without pretension. Find Eat on North at hotelonnorth.com. I'm Laura Stanley, host of Inside School Food. You are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sharp and Hot. I am your host, Chef Emily Peterson, broadcasting to you live from Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn. It is a big day because last week I mentioned broth. Actually, it wasn't me. It was Allison who joins me in the studio. You mentioned broth first. I did. Hi, Emily. Hi, Allison. Hello. So in the interim of the week... And I want to get right to this because there's a reason. Um, I was gifted by a hunter friend of mine about 30 pounds of wild game birds that he had shot in his various hunting excursions and had been in his chest freezer. And he said, do you want some birds? And I said, yes, I will make stock. So I went over to his house and I collected up the birds. It's a variety of pigeons, Something called a chucker, which is like a little chicken. Uh, quail. Anything I'm forgetting? I think that's it. Pheasants and pheasants. So beautiful wild birds that he shot. Out grazing the way nature intended. And the hunter-gatherer in all of us. Uh, he hunted, I have gathered, and I made stock. And I put a picture of it, complete with... Um, like carcass floating on the top of my stock pot on Instagram. And Allison, you said, if I make it, you will drink it. I think I did. I said that. And I don't Wait, know carcass how much on stock pot. Not the best way maybe to get Allison to be excited about. This. I know, but that's what made her say. If you make it, I'll drink it. She tagged wow. me. I think, I think, I think <laughs> I tagged. This guys, the social media is a powerful. <laughs> so I'm going to, we'll, we will switch from the origin of this to what it is, which is one of the most delicious broths I've ever made in my entire life. It's got onion, celery, carrot and birds. And that's it. So, we are set up with a video camera here, and we're going to videotape. How long has it been since you had a protein of the animal variety? Uh, 15, 15 and a half now. How, how are you feeling right now in this moment? Um, good. Uh, I feel like, as maybe we talked about last week, my New Year's resolution is kind of twofold to try new things and embrace change um and and also to eat more protein <laughs> so um on a big level like a big life dreams level and then on a more dietary level um i expect this will be more delicious than the protein bar i ate after i went to the gym last night <laughs> i can almost wow. guarantee if it's not i'm gonna have to give back my white jacket so not <laughs> even like a spoonful of broth allison like nothing um no i eat so i eat oysters okay um and i i had my first bite of lobster Oh yeah, um, great! A couple months ago, it was okay. I think it was it was fine. Um, but I'm excited to try your bird medley. It kind of is like in all of the ways a, a person I love made it. It's um, it's a foraged product. They're all humanely raised, uh, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be good. Okay, so Jackie, ready? I'm Do excited. we have a drum roll, drum roll here? I'm ready. Okay, go. All right. So I should tell you, this is in a. This isn't like a coffee cup. It's in a. It's like in a Dixie. So just set this, just imagine. <laughs> this is like not. This is like the most. Um, 
like Brodo. Uh, I wanted broth to make it as Brodo as possible. Yeah, it's really, it's really great. So, and I microwaved it to make it warm because it was cold because it had been in, under refrigeration. So I made it nice and warm. <laughs> you fed me. No, I would never. Broth. I wouldn't even want to eat cold broth. <laughs> okay. All Is there right. anything you want to hear while while you do this? Like comforting sounds. Can you put me some? Maybe like, like the sounds of chickens. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't want chickens. I want something kind of like triumphant. Do you have something kind of like, like um. Do, 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 like some do, some sports like do, a sports music, do, 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 do. some timpanies. Oh yeah, that's good. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. All right. What is that? Something champions. <laughs> Let's see here. We're just gonna make shift do something. There we go. <laughs> How's that work? It's great. All right, ready? You want to count me down? Okay, ready? Count me in. In three, two, one, go. She's going back for a second. Ah, oh, success! I'm like, this is delicious. <laughs> can I keep this? Can I keep? Can I keep it? Yes. All right, perfect. Not only can you keep that, but you now have an unlimited. You have unlimited access to all of the stock that I ever make ever. Fabulous! Wow. <laughs> you have access to all the stock in the world. All now. the stock in the world. Achievement unlocked. Ching. I'm very proud of you. And I want you to know that you may serve as like a guiding light for other people out there who have had a lifestyle of, you know, of a dietary restriction and they want to take a step into a different place. And sometimes like you get trapped in your own dogma and that can become a little hard to break out of. And now you are a beacon of hope for everyone. Wow. Um, wow. Wow. Now, yeah. speaking of dogma, can I talk to Jack for a minute about his decision to cut breakfast out entirely? Uh-oh. <laughs> Allison, are you a breakfast eater? No. Oh, God, you guys, we have so much to... How much <laughs> And to commercial break. Just kidding. <laughs> so, Jack, I came into the studio this earlier today, and you said that you stopped eating breakfast. Can we talk about I'm this? I'm a little hangry, yeah. Um, well, I had a pastry addiction. Um, croissants, namely. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I have had... Um, I had a bagel. I had a bagel this year once for breakfast. Um... But other than that, I've pretty much just stopped eating breakfast entirely to try to cut this habit. Um, I've got, I put on some pounds this year, and in combination with doing like some cardio, and by some I mean like any at all for me. Right. Uh, I've decided, I'm like, I'm just, I, I gotta stop eating croissants every morning, that big buttery you know, <laughs> bomb. But in you the went morning. straight from and croissants to nothing. To nothing, yeah. That was my way of dealing with it. I'm like, I'm just gonna get really hungry, and then I'll have lunch, and I'll just cut those carbs all together and how long have you been maintaining this decision oh what is it january 12th so i'd say probably had like probably like 10 of the 12 days i think i've been been pretty good about it so jack you know i love you right yes and i say this as someone whose nickname in culinary school was mother hen okay you need to eat breakfast you can't not eat nothing. Your body is like an engine, and without fuel, it cannot run properly. Now, I will say that there is some false logic that I myself has, have fallen into, which is if I don't eat X, then my body will therefore go after the fat around my gut and thighs, and it'll <laughs> eat that. That's Yeah, that's part of my thinking. Yeah, it, that's unfortunately no, it really not <laughs> how it works. So... I took, you know when you uh, feel your stomach grumbling when yeah. you're really hungry? You're like, oh, that's the fat being burned, right? <laughs> I 
<laughs> I going wish. away. Oh, if that was the case, think about how like effective starvation diets would be, and we would all still be functional and not dying. Mm. So that's one thing. The other thing is, I took um, I took two body books out of the library because we have all been talking about our New Year's aspirations. So I took out the Four Hour Body, which is written by Tim Ferriss, famous for the Four Hour Work Week. Allison, are you familiar with the work of Tim Ferriss? I am familiar with it. It's aspirational for me. It's still it's not a resolution. It's aspiration. The best part of the book is the disclaimer in the on the front page which is like don't do anything that I did I know that I'm crazy and if you do what I did you will probably die and then right and that's written by him and then right under it is written like five paragraphs of legalese by the publishers about like consulting with a physician before you embark on any exercise and nutrition regime he is like seriously nuts but one of the things that he talks about in that book that I do agree with is the importance of having protein in your breakfast and that could take the form of bacon or it could take the form of rich uh, like lentils or beans of some type and it's super easy especially Jack now that you have a tagine to make yourself a week's worth five days worth of lentils with some chopped up celery and carrot and onion and then throw in some spices whatever you feel like and it would be a good place for you to kind of play around like we've been talking about getting more confident to cook without you know, having to have your teaspoons out to measure a quarter a teaspoon of coriander. Yeah. And then you eat that with a fried egg in the morning. Okay. See here, this is, the, 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 there's more to this, right? Okay. I am really not a morning person. I'm the kind of person that if I have to leave the house at 930, I, I am stepping out of bed at 917, you know? Wow. Like, I, I okay. just, I don't do mornings at all, which is why I would have a croissant every day because there's the Roberta's uh, takeout spot right next door. I grab my coffee. There's a croissant just there, sitting there looking at with me, your name like, on it, who's like, go. I knew Boom, you were easy. coming. <laughs> so everybody who has suggested I do something like, you know, make something like you just described or maybe... I just but you make it on Sunday and then you put it into pre-portioned little Ziploc, you know, little cubes from the Ziploc store and then you bring it here and you don't even have to eat it until you get here. It's a thought. Like you don't have to cook. I don't even wake up and make myself lentils first thing in the morning. Also, how do you feel about hard-boiled eggs? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not my favorite. Not your favorite. No. To me, that's like I, they. This are, is why I just cut breakfast entirely. I was like, okay, I can't do that. So the problem it. is that your body will shift into a type of starvation mode and then hold on to the calories and fat, and most importantly, the sodium, which is going to actually make you gain weight because you'll hold on to fluids, and so it will have the reverse effect if your goal is to shed the pounds. Hmm. And I am not a registered dietitian. I just talk like one. <laughs> and I will say, I totally understand the abstaining thing there. Um, I am going to do a dry February because I have learned that I am not a moderator. I need to be an abstainer. And my husband, Mark, who you all met last week, is on vacation. And so to do dry January sort of doesn't make sense because he works in the garden world. He doesn't go to work during the month of January. And to say, that's the month I'm not going to like have cocktails and a beer at lunch with you didn't make any sense. So I'm going to do a dry February because I can't seem to only have a moderate amount of alcohol, <laughs> which is not great, which is, you know, my friend Kalila, who has been on the show too, is like, that's probably why you need to do a dry month. So I understand the, like the motivation behind just cutting it out entirely. It's definitely my personality type. Yeah. Yeah. All or nothing kind of person. I, I, what about like a healthier alternative to a croissant, something grab and go. 
So and then I, granola bar, is that just the answer? No, because that's also still simple carbs, which your body will process. Simple sugar will basically turn directly into fat. Yeah. Um, I will share with you a recipe and maybe I can figure out how to put it on our new Fancy Pants website for my chocolate chia energy bowls. Okay. And you basically, you can use nuts because you're not in a nut-free house, but you basically right. grind up a nut of your choosing with dried dates, which are phenomenally delicious and have some effect on your insulin so that you don't process it directly as a simple sugar. I, I'm also going to call date sugar as the next food fad. It's going to be the next quinoa. Um, but you mix in some cocoa nibs and cocoa powder and coconut oil, which is uh, solid at room temperature, and then you form it into balls. You can roll it in toasted coconut if you Want. And then it's basically like a DIY cliff bar. And you I like can. the sound of this. Yeah, and they're easy. Keep them in the refrigerator, throw two or three of them in your bag. And the thing is, you eat one and you feel totally full almost instantaneously. So then I can skip lunch. No, because you want to keep feeding your body. You need the calories. You need the body to keep moving and generating heat. Otherwise, you get hangry. That's true. <laughs> and that's like the best case scenario is just some hunger. Yeah. Okay. So why don't we uh, check back in with Allison, who is, I will say, enjoying the broth. I am. I'm really proud wow. of it. Wow. It's delicious. It's really, it's nice. It's like vegetal. Mm-hmm. I get a, are there leeks? Is that what yeah, I'm getting? Yeah, there were leaks in yeah. there. Yeah, Been did I leak? put leaks in there? Right. Yeah, this is kind of like a an allium. Yeah, serious palate you got there. And I think there's some parsley stems and maybe some thyme stems mm. were thrown in there because I had been doing a bunch of cooking at Christmas time, and so I was just putting all of my. But I'm getting ahead of myself, Jack. Why don't we take a break, and then when we come back, I have a, a listener emailed me a question about how the heck do you make broth at all. Okay, this is Zuli. Tracks called Better All the Time. We will be right back on Heritage Radio. and I'm the executive chef at Eat on North in the Berkshires of Western Massachusetts. Eat on North in the Berkshires of Western Massachusetts is a casual restaurant where good, honest, uncomplicated food is served to our guests. Our restaurant is part of the hotel called Hotel on North, the newly opened boutique hotel in downtown Pittsfield. We source local ingredients from our neighboring farms and offer an all-day dining menu of flavorful American cuisine for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and on weekends we serve brunch. Our oyster bar serves up delicious shellfish and oyster samplers until 11 p.m. Check out our menu at eatonnorth.com and follow us on Instagram. Welcome back to Health Talk with Chef Emily on Sharp and Hot. Um, Before the break, I mentioned that I took out Tim Ferriss's 4-Hour Body, and it was only one of the body books I took out of the library. I also got Cameron Diaz's body book, which if Tim Ferriss was like as bro as bro can be, the conceit of the book is like, people write 
doctors write books and weightlifters write books and nutritionists write books, but I'm going to talk to all three of those groups and I'm going to write the best book. And it's very like super like um, the polar opposite end of, that I also got was Cameron Diaz's body book and her conceit is you guys we're eating stars the nutrients that we eat in that grass fed organic beef burger that was formed in the stars and I'm like so is a Twinkie it's all formed in the stars Cameron right. and the way that she writes it, I can see like a high school pubescent young lady thinking like the star in Orion's belt is somehow shooting nutrients down to the earth and that's really not how it works at all but it's very it is kind of like a fun project to have both books out of the library at the same time um so after broth talk last week I got a listener email asking how do I make the broth to start with because it seems like a super intimidating process and the truth is there's really nothing to it uh, I will type up something like a recipe for you Allison and put up on the website if people want to refer to it you should send that picture too oh yeah I could totally do that um, but so you fill I fill up my stock pot which is probably a uh, 10 gallon pot it's huge like I could wash my child in it for the first two years of his life um, but you don't have to make stock in that quantity you could use a large you, the reason that you do it in such a quantity is because it freezes really really well it lasts a long time under refrigeration and you can do a whole bunch of different stuff with it so to make it if you're going to go through the process of making it at all it's sort of worth it to do in a large as large as your freezer can accommodate pint and quart containers um, so I take my pot and I fill it up with as many bird parts as I have from the freezer. Mm, bird, bird parts. parts. Or someone else's freezer in the case of this delicious hunter stock. Uh, the bird parts come from when I either break down chickens, because when I buy chicken, I almost always buy it whole. If I'm telling the truth, that's not entirely true. When I'm on my stock game, I only buy whole chickens because then I can cut the backs out and then save all of the backs in the freezer. And, and then when I have like 10 or 12 chicken backs, then I can make stock. And the wing tips from when I make uh, chicken wings, which is a lot, like more than I care to admit. But we eat a lot of buffalo chicken. My husband's from Rochester. Like it's an upstate thing. Um, so I save the wing tips. I save the any necks, like if from a turkey, like the Thanksgiving turkey, they come with the necks and the gizzards. And the hearts, you can save all that stuff. Don't use the liver. The liver will make your stock cloudy. And one of the keys of really good stock, and I'm going to use the word broth and stock interchangeably here. Um, is there a difference? Is there... No, it's kind of like the difference between... I've always wondered this. Yeah, it's like the difference between farro and wheat berries. It's like... They're the same. I don't know if there's a difference between farro. Yeah, they're so stock. Stock is always unsalted. Broth can be salted and would be intended to be consumed on its own. So you would season it if you wanted it salty. Okay, so we were talking about what I'm drinking right now, and Mark said that it's not salted, but that you would salt a broth, and you might also reduce the broth. Correct. Like if I'm going to have like a chicken noodle soup, what's in there is broth, not stock. But it's like I think that uh, all 
all broth would have started as stock. Right. So stock is the rectangle and broth is the square. Yes. Yep. And the mm-hmm. inside the square is maybe salt and less water, like a reduction. Salt, you could reduce it, but you wouldn't want to reduce it so far that you then become too salty. So mm-hmm. I would say the opposite. If you wanted to reduce it for something like a demi-gloss, mm-hmm. which is a, that thick, gel-like, Ugh. delicious... Oh, you're get, you're going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> like evolution. Things else are documenting this on radio. It's delicious. It's <laughs> yeah, a big year for me big right year. now. No, this is huge. Um, but I wouldn't reduce the. I wouldn't salt it and then reduce it because you can't take the salt back out again. So mm-hmm. if you make it salty or seasoned and then you reduce it, you run the risk of then having to add water back, which defeats the whole purpose. What else might I season with? When we to say season means salt to salt. Yeah, you could add pepper. You could add anything you wanted, but the term seasoning technically means to add just just, just referring to salt. Got it. Salt sometimes pepper, but I use it just salt. Um, so my bird bones are accumulating in my kitchen for, in my freezer rather for, a that would be gross, in my freezer for a couple of months up to six or eight. And then at the same time, I'm collecting all of my carrot peels, onion peels, celery hearts, celery ends, parsley stems, leek tops, all of the stuff that would normally get composted or thrown away. Uh, that would be the vegetal aspect that you're talking about. So not anything from the brassica family. No cabbage, leaves, broccoli, Brussels sprouts. All of that will give it kind of a farty, I mean, for, in the most scientific way, um, flavor. And you don't want a farty broth, obviously. <laughs> so I take all of that vegetal stuff and all of those bones and I put them into my biggest pot and then cover them with water. Put the burner on high. And at this point, you have to kind of watch what you're doing because you don't want to boil the bones because if you do, you will have a resulting cloudy stock. Uh, but you want it on high because you want it to get hot as fast as possible. And then you can turn the heat down so that the you're seeing a bubble break the surface like once every other second, but not so hot that it's simmering. There's almost no steam if you're doing it correctly. It's just kind of on this slow, slow uh, burner all day long. How much liquid are you putting in this pot? Uh, as much as it will hold. So if I have, it's it's more like I put all my stuff in and then I just cover cover it plus a l- couple of inches. Okay, but so, there's nothing scientific about it, right? It's like making it's essentially like making tea, except that we aren't dealing with dried leaves; we're dealing with frozen other bits right but i suppose there's a difference between putting a tea bag in you know four ounces of water as opposed to a tea bag in 40 ounces of water so So if i was using in my biggest pot it's probably about four gallons of water to about i don't know five or somewhere between five and ten pounds of bones okay and other stuff so you want to roughly a gallon of water for every pound of solid yeah that makes sense Man, if that maybe it is that simple a, a ratio. I ne- I've just never like I just kind of like throw everything in a pot, turn I'm it bad, on, and I'm let bad it go. <laughs> don't, don't listen to me. I'm not. Well, I'm gonna have to pay more next time I make it. I will actually do some weight measurement and mm-hmm. volume measurement and see if it is that simple. The thing is that you you won't really even if it's like a light broth, like you end up putting in one chicken back to forty gallons. Well, that would be excessive. Four <laughs> gallons of water, it'll still get a lot of flavor out of that one chicken back 
because the bones themselves are super, super flavorful. And this is a way that we can use all parts of the animal. Okay. Um, so then you just let it simmer all day and then you strain it. And the way, the best way to strain it is into another vessel large enough to capture all of the water and then use tongs or a slotted spoon or something called a spider, which you can buy at Asian food markets and lift out all of the solids into the colander first. If you just try to dump the pot, it's going to splatter everywhere. And I've made that. That's the kind of thing you do one time and you're like, oh, there's got to be a better way. You're like, that's why the tops of my feet look horrible. Yep, the tops of my feet, the back splashed in my kitchen, the ceiling, everything's going to be splattered with hot stock. So you use tongs or whatever to lift out the big chunks. And then you have this pile of like meat, bones, and vegetables. And it's like, what can I do with this? And the answer is nothing. <laughs> It has become beautiful broth. It's done its job. And it's also all of the stuff you would have thrown away anyway. Carrot peels, onion tops. So even though you're going to be faced with this thing, you're like, can I make that into like a pot pie? Uh, no. Start with new vegetables, new delicious crunchy things. This is, this is like, what can I do with the insides of a spent tea bag? It's like nothing. It became tea. Uh, so then you measure it out into containers and put it away when it's cold into the freezer or fridge. Uh, a little breaking of food safety rules. I let it come to room temperature on the counter. I, you know, technically you're not supposed to do that. You just, whatever it's in your own kitchen. You're not doing it for commercial purposes. Then you get to guess how many quart containers do you need to pull out of the drawer? This is a science called containerology <laughs> at which I am awful so if i'm looking at a pot of stock i can't tell you just by looking at it do i need to go get four quart containers or 20 i have no idea and it's this like weird disconnect that if i apply logic to it it's like well it's probably i don't know have i just don't know it's like trying to translate a language that i don't speak so i just go and grab all of them measure it out put the lids on and then the most important step of all and what will elevate your life in the kitchen is a label that says what it is and the date you made it on because when you put those things into the freezer even if you're like i'm not going to forget that guaranteed you will forget what it is guaranteed and then you're looking at this stuff and it's like I don't remember. And now I've even started adding to the labels descriptors like super yummy, creamy chicken, uh, chicken pot pie base because it does. It's not going to look good frozen. <laughs> it's going to look like this yellow kind of gloppy icicle thing. And you're like, ah, that doesn't look good. So I have to remind myself, no, no, you saved this because it was really, really good. Yeah, I made dinner out of a mystery uh, frozen pesto that could have been anywhere from like six to 12 months old. And I don't <laughs> remember what I put in it. It worked out. It was fine. But I wish I labeled it. Let's add to our aspirations we all go and get a roll of blue painter's tape because and you use blue painter's tape and not masking tape because it doesn't leave any gunk it comes right off Ah. Uh, i will say if you have a dishwasher take the blue tape off before you run your stuff through the dishwasher i came home the other day to the smell of burning tape and had to figure out where it was coming from and it had stuck to the um heating element in the bottom of my dishwasher and filled the house with the smell of acrid burning plastic don't do that um but yeah then you have stock and what to do with stock is turn it into delicious warming broth just as it is 
boil some noodles and make a noodle soup and noodles of any shape you could do letters and stars if you want to feel like a little kid or you can do bucatini if you want it to be like fancy italian northern italian rich deliciousness and just put some you could even throw in some like parmesan cheese hunks while you're cooking don't eat those but they'll put some more salt and umami into the my mouth is literally watering (laughs) Uh, last night i made polenta with the stock so any recipe for a savory um, polenta, wheat berries, couscous, any sort of grain cooking, you can use stock in place of water. It's delicious. It's really good for you. It's going to up your protein accessibility. <laughs> and it's just, it's fun. And it feels like one of those things like you will know exactly where your stock came from. I also have some Pacific Naturals in my, you know, in my, uh, on my Lazy Susan in the cabinet because sometimes I don't have stock. Like I'm not above store-bought stock, but making it yourself, it's one of those things that really, really is better. Jack, are you going to make some stock? Yeah, I'm down. So do you, I sent, I'm going to send you home with some uh, broth for Odetta. See, Odetta, yeah, she's had it before because she can't resist. Like if I'm having, um, you know, ramen made from pork broth and she's having the veggie one, she's like, let me just take a spoonful of that broth. All right. Like she can't resist that. Um, so, you do you, know. Do we have to withhold from her that it was hunted? Maybe. I don't know if I'll share that detail. I don't really like getting into that. I'm just like, hey, look, delicious soup. Delicious soup. You know? Um, well, Allison, I'm so happy that I got to share this experience. This was amazing. This was really good. Guys, thanks for being here. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. It might be the first. We'll report back. Okay. I'll tell you how, I tell you how I feel. I, f- I feel a little like, I feel very warmed. Um, I'm getting kind of a head rush, but I don't know if that's just because I haven't eaten lunch yet. This is like <laughs> the first thing. Um, but yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. It's almost gone. Good. Can you guys hear that? Amazing. That's the broth. That's awesome. Um, so yeah. Thank you. All right. It's delicious. Hey, Emily, I have to thank you for something else. Um, I also downloaded the 30 Days app. Oh, you so, did? You saw that? Yeah, I saw that. I'm, I'm in. Okay, so... I'm doing mountain climbers, You're though. doing mountain climbers. Okay, so I'm doing the plank, and I posted on Facebook mostly because I want you guys to hold me accountable if you don't see it there. I feel like there's some <clears throat> public shame in not doing it. That works for me. Embarrassment works for me as a motivator. The planks the number of seconds increases by 20 seconds. It's great. So you go from 62 seconds, which is the when I did the exercise test, and then it's that, and then it jumps to 82, and then it jumps to 102 seconds. So at the end of 30 days, I will theoretically be able to hold a plank for six minutes. Wow. I don't buy that. <laughs> hey, well, we'll see. I, by the end of 30 days, I'm supposed to be doing like 150 mountain climbers. So we'll see if I... So can you describe a mountain climber to me? Because I'm not... Is It's where you're like in plank position, right? Yep. And then like one foot is forward and the other one's back. So you're kind of like leaning in and then you quickly jump and swap. So it's a jump. It's not a Kinda, step. Yeah. It's like a it's running like a, with your hands on the ground. Sort of. Kind of. Yeah. Like a down dog like, run. Kind of. I don't know that I could do that at all. I don't think I could do one of them. Yeah, you could. I uh, Did I mention my 30 before 40 list that our friends had us do? No. So my a very good friend of mine named Eddie is turning 30 in a couple of years, and I will be 40 in a couple of years. And he sent out an email to a bunch of close friends of his encouraging us to put together a list of 30 things we wanted to do before our next decade turns. And he sent out his. And on mine, it's to do... I mean, I have 30 things, but one of them is to do a push-up. 
Just one. Yes, that's everybody's reaction. It's like just one push up. You can't. I can't do a push up. And it's okay. It, don't feel bad. Oh my god, it's mortifying to try to do to try to learn how to do a push up as a thirty six year old person because I. Uh, it's like doing a cartwheel. I understand the theory behind it and i did i've been trying to do them on my knees and like the muscle in between like my armpit muscle really hurts so i'm gonna stick with the 30 day thing definitely on the planks maybe if i can get up to, like i feel like if i could do a six minute plank a push-up cannot be far behind that it's that's exactly down, it's it it's just just down and then <laughs> back up again <laughs> like, come back up again it's sound no i can I don't you know show me what, what that looks like right, can I do it right can now? I, can I see what Let's you're... See. Uh, okay, wait, we'll we're narrate gonna, this. We're gonna, so Emily's so moving so the chairs. Ready? She's, she what an eventful show. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mark, don't, if you video this, I swear to God, we're All not right. friends anymore. <laughs> well, guys, you're just going to have to imagine this. Ready? She's going down. She's down. Touch down. Push back up. Push up. Oh! Oh! So I think we should do a, like a listener challenge. If I'm people can send a video of what their push-up looks like, maybe that will inspire you. So you should. S- that went so much better than I thought it would. Too. See? Oh wow! Was, that was better than I thought. That it was, was on the good side. Yeah. Jack, do you want to come do your mountain climber? Oh, I can do a mountain yeah, climber. Come in, come in. Let's do it. We'll do it all together. So it's like. Uh you're like this, right? Okay. Just, he's crouching and then he's swapping that's his legs. Hard I'm not to sure do. you can hear this. Yeah. That would be, I don't know that I could I'm you scared to it. try. I'm scared to try. And, oh, and speaking of protein bars, there's a cliff bar wrapper right under here. There's evidence. I'm like winded from trying to do a fucking push. I'm winded from four men climbers. <laughs> okay. We are going to hold each other accountable for our New Year's aspirations, yep. you guys. And by bikini season, we're gonna be like Jack. Oh yeah, we'll all have a field trip to the beach together. We should do together. a before That's and right. after photo just for a record. I'm so we? down. Okay. All right, maybe to come, guys. Watch. Let's for do it. that off air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and keep it that way permanently, depending on how the picture comes out. If well, it comes we'll out the after, well, the after photo, and then we'll see. And if it makes us look worse than we did before, then we won't show anybody. But if it makes us look better, then we'll show. Then them we'll both. show everybody. Look at where we started. You know those before and after pictures that you see associated with weight loss miracles? Are they doctored? They are reversed. Apparently, and I this <gasps> would be yeah. No. Apparently, a company. Hawking a weight loss product will go to gyms and find people that are already ripped. like ripped and pay them like ten grand to get. That's, not all, that's awesome. My world totally changed. I can't name anyone specific. I don't. I have not proven this to be fact. I have heard this is a rumor because that person who's all ripped will be able to get ripped again. And so, if somebody said, "Here's ten grand." For you to just eat as many croissants for breakfast as you want. Jack. No mountain climbers. <laughs> so, Come on. Jack, get ripped. Get a contract with the weight loss I'm miracle so drug. I'm so down. I and can't then, wait. Right. <laughs> so hungry. Okay, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Sharp and Hot. I want to put a plug in there for the Instagram hashtag Sharp and Hot. If you use it, I will mail you a book. I just used it to tag my photo of the broth so you can see what it looks like. So if you, if you search that, you can see it. And maybe Mark will put up the photo or the video too. Oh, yeah. Of Allison drinking. Yep. Uh, so we have... I have a whole pile of cookbooks and I sent out a whole pile. I sent out like 10 or 12 cookbooks last week. So they should all be arriving in people's mailboxes. If you want a cookbook from my stack, use the hashtag sharp and hot and then I will get in touch with you and ask you for a mailing address and I will mail you a book from my collection with a note. 
You could also just maybe ask them to tag their planks. Oh, yeah. You could tag your planks or your push-ups that hopefully are better than mine. <laughs> or not. And you can, we can just learn this skill that somehow I escaped elementary school without. We can learn that skill together. Jack, are you going to eat breakfast this week? Yes, if I, because if, I'll be in New Orleans, and there are no rules in New Orleans. Oh, you're going to New Orleans. Yeah. So fun. The woman who prints my note cards that I send out with the books, the Sharp and Hot note cards, this is my sister-in-law, Jessica. She owns the Southern Letter Press, and it's in Bywater. You should go say hi. Ooh, I'm staying in Bywater. I will do that. Oh, you should totally do that. Southern Letter Press. Awesome. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to share, and I forgot. And then I th- we're going to go off the air, and I'm going to remember. Did you get Fresh Direct? How does Mark feel about Fresh Direct? Oh, yeah. We ha- we're totally out of time. Maybe next time. And Jack, did you work out your Fresh Direct? No, the coupon didn't work. Damn it. All right. I, re- I really want it to. I'm ready. All right. We're going to bookmark this. Oh, that's what I was going to say about next week. We'll talk Fresh Direct. And Jack, what if I brought you some Chocolate Chia Energy Balls? Oh, yeah. Would you eat them? if I And I'll give sure you a would. recipe card. And then you'll... Do you have a food processor? Uh, yeah, I have a, like a, you mean like just a regular, I remember I asked you this before. And yes, you got one, you yes, have the one. Answer okay, is yes. you, the answer is yes. All right, wonderful. I will put that recipe up. We will have the sharp and hot plank challenge, mountain climbers, whatever it is you're doing to make your body stronger because it's the only one you have. I love you all. Until next week, everybody, keep playing with fire and knives. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.